of our discipleship material is handling the topic that will carry us over a year, becoming like Christ. And that's the main goal why Christ has come into this earth and to give his life and his blood shed that will be cleansed and not, not only be cleansed and be freed from hell and go to heaven, but while here on earth, we have a ministry to become the light of the world, reflecting Jesus Christ. And this is the, the, what we're building up through the months. We, are just, we have just done with the first part, belonging to Christ. And the next is believing in Christ. And then the third one is becoming like Christ, followed by building on Christ, then binding with Christ, and bringing others to Christ. The, the final is prophecy, beholding Christ when we see him tomorrow. And so, what ended last Sunday was the first five weeks. The first was new degree, or BA, uh, born again in education, the Bachelor of Arts. Then we have the new life, the new position. We are now with Christ, seated with Christ. And then the next new relationship, we are one with Christ. And last Sunday was the new will to will. And that's why our theme verse Almost every Sunday we read it is, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And this life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, Messiah, who loved me and gave himself for me. We have here our outline for today. And you'll get a copy, you can follow. This is not part of the discipleship, but it is impart the training, but uh, like a conclusion for the first part, the first five weeks that we have covered together. And so you, this is not in line directly with the outline, but again, it's very appropriate for your personal study. So, now coming to this review for just the conclusion of this first part, is new life in Christ. And we are taking that from, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And so, it talks about the transformation only will come is when we make Jesus Christ our Lord. He is in Christ and Christ in us. And that is the basis. And it makes us a new creation, not a new creature. Recreated the flesh apart from our the line of Adam and Eve, but we are now made a new creation. We are transformed by the new creation God works in us. It's not outward, we retain our features the same, but within ourselves, we, we, we have that. In John 1, 13, it says, verse 12, But as many as receive him, to them God he gave the power to become children of God, even to them who believe on his name. Then it says in 13, Which were born, not of the flesh, nor of man, nor the will of man, but of God. So this is God's work. We become a new creation. And then, all things are become, are passed away. All the past sins that we have messed our life with, they're all forgiven. All forgiven. That moment we receive Christ, they are passed away. And then we come new in Christ. We go step by step. What if we fall? into sin. Don't worry. 
1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. But it's not automatic that the blood of Christ will cleanse us. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We become new, a day-by-day dependence on Jesus Christ. Not to fall again into sin. And then what we do? Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. We are cleansed right away. And then in verse 18, it says, everything are of God. Even that repentant spirit is not because we are a good person, we are such a religious person. No, it is of God. It's the Holy Spirit working in us. Hey, you failed. You fell. Come before God. He'll forgive you. He assures us. All things are of God. Our difficulties, our habits, our language, or our choices. God is the one working in us. All things are of God. And the last part we read in a scripture reading, the reconciliation. It's very powerful in this reconciliation. He talks about in verse uh, 18 of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Because of our sin, we came apart. We are reconciled. And then, not only for you and me, but for the whole world, it's open, according to verse 19, to the way that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Come unto me, oh hallelujah, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then the last part of verse 19, given us the word of reconciliation. We are now committed to share that. We are the light of the world. So now we come to the next. Yes, first we are transformed. Then the next is we are transplanted. Uh, talks about heart surgery. A changing of the heart. The transplanting of the heart. And if Ezekiel eleven nineteen, And I will give them one heart. And I will put a new heart within you. And I will take that stony heart out of your flesh. And will give them a heart of flesh. So, one heart. We may come from different backgrounds, culture and so on. But in Jesus Christ, we will have one heart. Hallelujah. That is why it's beautiful, like in Bethlehem Crusades and so on. The different denominations can gather together and just worship God. We are with one heart. We have one head. We have one Lord. And there's a new spirit. This new spirit is divinely controlled. Hallelujah. Uh, it's not controlled by the pastor. It's not controlled by denomination. There are some denominations that are very, very strict, especially talking about uh, standards to become given the right of reverence to become a pastor. Particular alliance, so you want to be sure, you got your theological training. Then you're given an examination for many hours that you pass the doctrinal stay, statement. But thank God, with the living of Christian fellowship, you don't have to be graduated in Bible school. They have now another pastor in the living of Christian fellowship. They, they show the demonstration, they're controlled by the Spirit. They're reading God's Word, and they speak God's Word. Okay, you may not have the credentials, diploma, and so on. You are God's servant. Hallelujah. That's not, and then really living, having a new spirit. 
Now, no longer a stony heart. We have an expression hard-headed or maybe hard-hearted. The Word of God is a heart of God coming to the person. He's stubborn. It's no longer that is taken out, rather given a new heart. Soft, caring, yielding. It's uh, implanted, more obedient, submissive. Hallelujah. It's not by going to a Bible school or a very dynamic church that will transform a person. It's Jesus. And sometimes we find that people are more dependent on God's Word, Holy Spirit, by reading God's Word. They have wonderful soft heart, more understanding, not the arrogant spirit. And that is the work of God. So we come to the next. We become fellow citizens according to Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 19, Now therefore we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. No more strangers. My heart on really uh, got burdened. Well, two days ago, I was listening to one a visitor, one pastor had gone to Israel. And he was interviewing both Israelites and Palestinians, talking about Bethlehem. Is Jesus an Israelite or a Palestinian? The Palestinians were saying, no, Bethlehem is not part of Judea. It's way up there, far away. It's Palestinian. There is that division. But in the Church of Christ, there's only two, either uh, Israelite or the Gentiles in the world. But in Jesus Christ, we are now one. Gentiles are no more strangers, and even Israelites, who, it says, the Christians in uh, Israel is barely 5%. So few, so few. And uh, there's a very rigid uh, uh, condition there. The Christians are not really highly regarded. They're just religious people. And uh, especially they, they remember the Crusaders. And they talk about uh, the Nazi, how the Christians were the ones who burned the Jews. So they're not very excited about the Christians and to claim that Jesus is the Messiah. But in the kingdom of God, there are no more strangers, and yet we feel a fellow citizens in the household of God. What a wonderful fellowship. We are now one. And so the very strong verses, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love him. So many, so antagonistic to Christianity. And yet there are few who believe in Jesus Christ. Now, there's another privilege we have in the tri- uh, coming to Jesus Christ. We cannot boldly enter into the holiest. And in Hebrews chapter uh, 10 verses 19 to 22. But in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So even until now, oh, until AD 70, the way to the Father was only to the high priest. Only the priest can go to the Holy of Holies, and that was only once a year. They entered through the veil to go in. But now... We can come in through the veil, which is the flesh, Jesus Christ. Remember at the cross of Calvary when he cried, It is finished. 
the veil was rent in two. And what was never seen before, the Ark of the Covenant, which only seen by the, for many years, the high priest only once a year, it was now exposed to everybody. They could now see who were there in the temple site to see the Holy of Holies, the wonderful appearance and the throne of God. They could not see before, but now they could see through the veil. And then first, first Peter 2.9, we Christians belong now to the royal priesthood, even higher category than the high priests. They were just high priests. But today, every Christian has the title of royal priesthood, belonging to the royalty. Why? Through Jesus Christ, God. The king, prince of peace, royalty, and a priest. And every believer has that royal title. Now, unless we appreciate that, your Christian life to you has no value. But when you appreciate that you have that title handed to you by God himself, not only to be forgiven, to be cleansed, before became the son of, you know, children of God, we have not that priestly office and royalty, the royal priesthood, and we can enter into the holiest through Jesus Christ. The holiest place. And not only to go alone, as it were to bring, at the time the high priest would bring blood and sprinkle. But in fear. And that's why there was a rope tied around his waist out when he goes in, in case of the clanging of the bells on the skirt of his robe, then they just pull gently. Is he alive or dead? But now it's changed. When we come into the holiest, we can enter boldly, not on our goodness, not on our attire, not because we had really had a good bath, but in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Without saying, I belong to this church, the best church, the holy church. No. We come in, in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, what a wonderful title and ministry. Not only for ourselves, but for those we are ministering God's word. And the next is, we have the mind of Christ. So we have, in 1 Corinthians 2.16, talks about, you, have, you and I, in Jesus Christ, have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Not of Christ there on the throne. But when Jesus Christ came down and became man, he had the mind of a man. And that Satan wanted to capitalize. And after 40 days, 40 days and nights of fasting, he said, ah, he is the son of God. He has come down in the flesh. I got him. He has the mind of a man. But his, Jesus stood on God's word. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. And he's saying, I am depending on the word of God. And it's just there, when he was victory, even there at the Garden of Gethsemane, and the Holy Spirit ministered to him. Having the mind of Christ is having that mind of Christ when he was a man and 
show to us that man does not have to sin. Jesus did not sin. And so if we can learn to just submit to Jesus Christ, surrender to Christ, we can live that holy life. And I'm so thrilled with the testimony of Angie this morning, reading about Joshua. Somehow he's the only character in the Bible that had a clean record. Hallelujah. Just depending on God. Who was he? He was just there. An assistant of Moses. Nobody. But having the 40 years working with the servant of God, seeing all the miracles of God and so on, it's just so built in him that now when the time came that Moses was to die and turn over to him, he had that glory, almost saying he had the mind of Christ. Just surrendered to God. And to enter to the promised land. If Moses was able to cross the Red Sea, could he do bring the nation of Israel through? He could. He was in touch with God. But even in a battle against the Amorites, and they were almost to lose, they had to stop the sun, the sunset, and they were able to continue their fight and win the victory. He knew God. And so, like Moses, he led the nation of Israel across the Red Sea. In Jericho, again, the power of God. Seeing all of this, he was just depending on God. Not his skill, but trusting in God. The beautiful picture. We have the mind of Christ. Better than Joshua. Because Christ is in us, the hope of glory. So we better take advantage of that. And if we don't, we will just be the loser. So we, here are three things, specified keywords in Colossians. In Colossians 3, 5, mortify. Latin word, Spanish word, muerte. Death. Mortify. Put to death the things of the body. The natural disease. Well, it's, one is laziness. One is uh, hating others. One is uh, uh, the unlawful sexual desires and so on. Looseness. Uh, we have to mortify that. That's why we memorize the verse, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. This has to become a reality. Mortify the deeds of the body. And next is put off. Oh, very, very clear. The things that we put off, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication of our mouths, lying not one to another, and put off the old man with his deeds. Like, how can a man be, be clean? Take a bath. Put off the dirt from the body. Take off and brush the teeth. Cleanse our mouth. Put off. To become a healthy person, we have to remove the dirty things. And uh, we have to put on, otherwise we'll be naked. And so Colossians 3.8, we put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created us. The mind of Christ. Put on. And you and I cannot put it on. We can go to the store and get that garment. We only can come to Jesus Christ. Put on. Put on Jesus Christ. 
So our theme is becoming like Christ. And that's the theme of the Bible, that we will become like Christ, not by work, but by the Holy Spirit working in us. And how does it happen? We come here, we are divinely created in Ephesians 4.24. And the verse goes on, And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We put on. We come before him. Here is the mold, Jesus Christ. I come to you, Lord Jesus. If you want to know more of Jesus, read the Gospels. Read the epistles explaining the Gospels, drawing from the Old Testament. Let the creation, the Word of God, dwell in you. It's after God, made after God, in the image of God. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful picture. Put on the new man which after God is created. God is creating you. And we said last time, this will not, you cannot find this in the forest. But the wood is cut and crafted by the people in the shop. And they finally come up with this and even chairs, wooden chairs and so on. We come to God. Hear, O God. You know my imperfections. That doesn't fit into your plan. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me, O God. And know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. The prayer of David, after having sinned and rebuked by the prophet, he came before. Cleanse me, O God. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. And so... It's a picture of a man after God's own heart. David was not as perfect as Joshua, but he knew how to repent and come to God and for cleansing. And God blessed him. Even falling because of the sin with Bathsheba and the son, the first son died, but because David just came before God and repented, God gave him the wisest man that ever lived, Solomon. What a beautiful picture. Divinely created. And the creation is the way God moves. It does come, not come overnight. And I'm 76 years old. I still I find out I need more work that God has to work in me. Working in me to be the person that He wants me to be. And as we come to the end of this, he created in righteousness and true holiness. Only God can do that. No teacher in Bible school can do that. No pastor can do that on any person. Only God. And so we have to submit. Come to Him. That new life in Christ will only come not by what church we go to, not even by how many Bible chapters we read, but when we come to God and submit ourselves to God and say, God, here I am. Here I am. Have mercy on me. Here I am. All, that's all God is looking for. That's all that He cares. That we yield to Him. So, why don't we say, read this together. Galatians 2.20. Together. I am crucified with Christ. 